0: Hey guys, this is Major and Darshan. We are here with the Pharmacy Podcast with pharmacy tips you want to know about. Today, we're talking about, uh, the is Amazon your next pharmacy? It's a three-part series where part one is your drug pipeline. Yep. You're listening to the Gavel and Pestle Podcast with Darshan Kulkarni. The Gavel and Pestle Podcast, where the law of the land intersects the business of pharmacy.
1: Hey, this is Darshan. Just before uh, you listen to the podcast, make sure you remember, this is not legal advice. This is also not medical advice, and um, it's not construction advice, so don't take construction advice from me. Also, this does not create an attorney-client relationship, so don't be saying that I just gave you legal advice again. Talk to a lawyer who knows you, that can give you advice that's right for you. Thanks again. Keep listening. We'll talk soon. And we're going to start off major by talking a little bit about... What the different players are like. Who are your different players, and what is the impact of that on whether Amazon will be your next pharmacy? Okay. So your first one is who is your local pharmacy. Uh, it's basically the person that it's, it's your typical uh, what's called a B two C type of uh, type of pharmacy. It's the business that connects directly to your to the customer. So your neighborhood pharmacy who walks in. Uh, you, you walk in, you pick up your prescription. That's a typical local pharmacy. Uh, it's an open door. People walk in and out, get their drugs. Uh, what I refer to as maybe like a uh, 1.5 version of that, if you will, is it's your local pharmacy, but they may not actually allow you to walk in. They might be making like compounding medications or they might be doing things for certain types of businesses and um, but they may from time to time, also allow for home delivery or anything like that, so is would this Those be something are more like unusual a, if
0: you will? Would this be something like a a veterinarian calling in a compounding prescription?
1: yeah, something like that, or it might be um like a neighborhood pharmacy, but they they have a niche customer base uh I've heard of these pharmacies that are like super rich that they, they work in like a really, really rich area. So, these customers don't typically walk in. They'll call in and they'll say, I just want my prescription. The medication will be home delivered to them. So, it's not a typical pharmacy you walk into. It's often by word of mouth. Okay. Um, then there's your third version, which is your centralized pharmacy, your mail orders of the world. That's your typical B2, uh, B2C if, if you're talking about the um, mail order. But there might also be a version where they are... Um, Doing business to business, so they may be just send, uh, sending medications to specific locations. Okay, then the big question is okay, we, we, so we've now talked about three types of pharmacies, if you will. Uh, there are a lot more, we're going to discuss a lot more of them in part two, but those are three major types, if you will.
0: Three major types, um, pharmacy, local part, B2C, pharmacy, a pharmacies, of pharmacies, pharmacy, local B2C, open door, small, small yep. pharmacy. Pharmacy local B2C, which is what we're calling 1.5. The closed door, you're going to see that in the compounding. Yeah. Uh, Right. Then you have the number three, the pharmacy central B2B, which is um, more or less a mail order pharmacy.
1: Typically, yes. You, again, you could have head offices in there. We might call that a central pharmacy, if you will, if that makes you feel better. Okay. It may not qualify under the pharmacy code as a pharmacy, but it sort of does pharmacy work. So that's the point. Um, Okay. But the next question is, where do these pharmacies get their meds from? So th- right. those are your GPOs of the world. They're called group purchasing organizations. And what that is is your neighborhood pharmacist is simply not ordering enough medication for him to get a good price. Well, technically at this point, since 70% of pharmacists are female, for her to get a good price. Um, so if that's true, uh, they need to come together. They need to band together. And uh, they'll they'll form what's called a group purchasing organization. And that organization will purchase drugs in bulk and therefore get better prices. Mm. Um, so that's another type of entity. Uh, version five is um, another person in your pipeline or the company in your pipeline is your insurance company. It's the one that you go to and you say, I have health problems, whether it's my doctor's office, whether it's my long term care facility, whether it's my physical therapist. Um, and they say, I want you to help me pay for that. It's your Blue Cross Blue Shields of the world. It's the company that you go to and you buy insurance. Um, and that's great, however, and this surprises most people, it surprised me for sure, they aren't typically the ones dealing with um, your pharmacy piece. That pharmacy piece gets outsourced, and that gets outsourced to, um, to companies like Express Scripts, and those companies are called um, PBMs, or Pharmacy Benefit Management Systems. Oh. And what these pharmacy benefit managers do is that they will have deals Between pharmacies and they will have far uh, deals with drug companies and that's where a lot of the pricing decisions happen Uh, how much is this drug gonna cost so depending on how good your PBM is they'll be able to negotiate good prices and um, everyone talks about the cost of drugs obviously each component of this plays a part however uh, PBMs will often be a huge rate determining step because If the PBM is not willing to pay for something, the drug company can't get paid. So a lot of negotiations happen at this PBM level. Then there are, so PBMs are really more of your reimbursers; They're the ones who are paying for the drug. But that's all well and good. But how do you actually get the drug to the pharmacy? Right. So those are distributors. Those are wholesalers. And people sort of think of them as, as the same thing. They're not necessarily the same thing. Um, And depending on how it's set up and depending on each state, it might be slightly different. But distributors are often the ones who are um, just taking the product and giving it from one location to the other. Wholesalers from time to time may actually land up buying the product. So they actually get their name on the product. They take title of the product. And that's not always the case, but it's just a a quick and dirty way of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, The advantages of being a wholesaler is since you take title, you can change the price on it. Uh, if you take title, um, you also take the responsibility of things going bad. If you're just a distributor, you never take title. Therefore, you're, you're just the middleman. And if something goes wrong, you blame the drug company. Um, your, your, your three major uh, distributors in the U.S., and I think they control like 80 or 90% of the market, wow. are McKesson, Cardinal, and Amerisource Virgin. So, yeah, they're, they're pretty big players. Um, and, and that's an, so. That's where the industry is consolidated, and then the last player is your pharmaceutical company, and they are, um, they're basically the ones who are making the drugs, and there are different types of pharmaceutical companies. We can talk about them, uh, if you want now or at another time, whatever. But um, but that's your initial thought. So, so we're talking about
0: uh, the three-part series. Is Amazon your next pharmacy? This is currently part one, your drug pipeline, and we're. We're talking about the different types of pharmacies and your drug pipeline. Uh, who touches your drugs and and how they and, and how it gets to you from point A to point B, and and we just went over quite an extensive list. Uh, you've got your pharmacy local, your open door B to C small pharmacy. Then you have the local pharmacy, what we're calling closed door B to C 1.5. Then you have the local, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, pharmacy central B to B. You have the GPO, the group purchasing organization, the insurance company. Uh, the, the payer, the PBM, the Pharmacy Benefit Management System, the distributors, which is what we've just discussed, the pharmace- and then the pharmaceutical company.
1: Uh, where does Amazon fit into this? Correct. Where does Amazon fit into this? Well, that's the question, right? So we're building up question. to that. So I'm gonna ask you, Major, what do you think? Where, where does Amazon fit in? Right. Where do you think they're going to come in? So,
0: you know, you, you think Amazon and you think, okay, so there's all this stuff in the news about how Amazon is going to start delivering packages through the air with <laughs> the greatest of ease, like super big, Right, drones. road drones. Uh, you know, they have really quick delivery service. You order something on a Monday, you, you get it on a Thursday, uh, where I live anyway, uh, with Amazon Prime. They just took over Whole Foods. So, you hear you know, whispers of like whole pharmacy or, or, or pharmacy foods or whatever. It's just some sort of gameplay, <laughs> name play on that, on that, you know, merge. So, so how does this affect or how can this affect how you receive your pharmaceuticals? So, you know, I don't really, I, I could see it, I could see it being, you know, certain, I guess, uh, classes of medication being delivered to, to, to the front door. Uh, but then you have other classes that you'd have to be in person, I guess, Or some sort of verification? I don't know, man. This is ridiculous. I I can't really see, like, a drone. I mean, they they kind of, you know, people in prison get in trouble
1: for this, delivering drugs with drones. So how could Amazon be any different? And you're exactly right. And we'll talk about why you're right in part three. So so stay tuned. (laughs) You just listened to part one. There are two more parts coming. Uh, This is Darshan signing out. And this is Major. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Hey, This is Darshan. Thanks for listening in. I really want to talk to you. Reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at at FDA Lawyers. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Darshan Kukarni. And if you want to find me any other way, well, start with Twitter. But you can always email me as well. Darshan at conformlaw.com. Thanks for listening in. I'm really excited to hear from you.